You're highly welcome to the Precious People's Assembly for All Nations podcast, a place where we share God's word and empower you for your assignment in the marketplace, guided by Senior Pastor Sam Otenaki. Now, why don't you sit tight for today's sermon as we dig deep into the word and discover how to be God's representatives wherever we go. As we continue to look at this prophetic watchword for us, I will take us to another of David's Psalms to highlight the dilemma that David was in with the intent of magnifying the situation and relating it to our present situation and circumstances. I emphasize on that verse 7. It says, Lord, when you favored me, you hid. You made my royal mountain to stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. I would like us to amplify that word. What does it mean by when God hides his face from us? What does it mean? I want us to amplify it so that we'll see the dilemma that David found himself. It looks like just, you know, one verse. When you hid your face from me, I was troubled. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 13. Because like I said, I perceive that many of you are troubled. You are troubled. And you are wondering, is there really a way out? And believe you me, you are genuine to be concerned and to be troubled. But we have a much sure word of prophecy. Can I have an amen? Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth out of the mouth of God. It doesn't matter what the situation may be. Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. says, by faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. God framed this world by his words. Hallelujah. And if, verse 3, if he has framed the world by his word, then that same word, there is a particular word for you, that you can use to frame your situation, irrespective of the circumstances. Can I have an amen? Glory to God. I said glory to God. So irrespective of what may be happening, the world was without form and void in Genesis chapter number one. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So irrespective of the situation we may be going through, irrespective of the circumstances we will be experiencing as a nation, and I need you to know that the thing that has befallen us as a nation is not local to our nation alone. The nations of the world are going through turmoil. Hallelujah. So even those of us who are planning to Japa, where we want to Japa to, they are also going through stuff. Hallelujah. Psalm 13. In this season, it will take the word of the Lord to be our sustenance. It will take us hanging on to his word for sustainability in seasons like this. Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? 
How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Having sorrow in my heart. How long? Daily. Some of us, our hearts are aching on a daily basis. We are troubled in our soul, taking counsel in my soul. You are always thinking with yourself, counseling yourself. Are you sure there is hope? Are you sure this thing is not going to continue like this? Are we even sure of the next government? Are we even sure whether they will be better than this one? We have been told that successive governments are getting worse. Are we, what are we to expect? You are taking counsel in your heart on a daily basis. Our hearts are filled with sorrow daily. Because of the happenings. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Your enemy will not prevail against you. I said they will not prevail against you. Let those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in what? In your salvation. Hallelujah. And I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Hallelujah. I say nothing will silence your song. In the name of Jesus. So in Psalm 13, we see that psalm of six verses divided into three sections. The first two verses, four different times did the psalmist cry, How long? How long? How long? Talking about his frustration that I've waited for this long. Are you going to forget me forever? How long are you going to hide your face from me? How long will I continue to take counsel with my soul, having sorrow in my heart? And how long will my enemy be exalted over me? For how long am I going to remain under? For some of us, it's poverty. That is the enemy of our soul that we have been battling with. We are struggling to get out of it, and yet it keeps oppressing us. For some of us, it is delay. You know, you always delayed. You try to struggle. You, your hand is almost touching it, but never touching it. And these enemies have kept oppressing us and ex- they are exalted over us. And we are saying, Lord, how long? How long? But those who have fought, who have seen the good days of Nigeria, and they are wondering that in their lifetime, things are going to change for the better, and they are crying, how long? How long? How long will you forget us as a country? Are you going to forget us forever? How long will you hide your face from me? So these first two verses talks about the desolation that we have found ourselves. The desolation that we have found ourselves. The lamentations of the happenings around. The lamentations of the happenings in our polity, in our economy. Now the center can no longer hold. Power holding has transformed into discos. And the discos are digging us deeper by the day into the depth of despair. I don't know how much you used to pay for Nepal bill 
but it has more than quadruple, more than four times. And yet, nothing has happened to our salaries. And if you can afford to have a generator, I don't know how much you are buying diesel, but it's even no longer affordable. So the discos are there, digging us deeper into the, des- the pit of despair and debt, paying Nepa or disco bills, and yet diesel is not even affordable. How long shall you continue like this? How long? So that, those first two verses, here he's talking about the desolation that we have found ourselves as individuals, as families, as nations, as businesses. We have never seen things like this. Our hearts are crying. How long, God? For how long shall we continue in this? How long will you hide your face from me? The next two verses, verses 3 and 4, talks about the supplication. After the lamentation, you must move from lamentation and death of, out of desolation, you must move into supplication. And then the psalmist began to pray. Consider, hear me, O Lord, my God. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Your feet will not be moved. There will be no occasion for your enemy to rejoice over you. You will overcome this situation. You will overcome these circumstances. Our nation will pass through this moment successfully. In the name of Jesus. He moved into the realm of supplication. He says, consider and hear, my God. Open my eyes. Enlighten my eyes. Lest I sleep the sleep of death. Out of every challenge that comes our way, there is a way of escape. Give me 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is able to make a way of escape. He's able to make a way of escape. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. He's able to make a way of escape. It's not 10. I think he's... Yep, thank you. First Corinthians 10, 13. It says, No temptation has taken you except such as is common to what? To man. But God is what? I didn't hear you. Is what? Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond, beyond what? But with the temptation, we also make what? That you may be able to... Where is the way of escape? Where is it? Is it outside the temptation? It's inside the temptation. The way of escape is within the problem. Whenever there is a problem that you are going through, don't look far. Look inwards. 
Because the way of escape, the way of breakthrough is buried within the challenge and the temptations you are going through. Glory to God. I said glory to God. And no wonder the psalmist in this verse 3, Psalm 13 verse 3, says, Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God, enlighten my eyes. Go back to Psalm 13, Psalm 13, verse number 3. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. That in the situation that you are in, God, open my eyes to see the way of escape. Open my eyes to see the way of escape. Lest I sleep the sleep of death. There is nothing that you are going through that God has not made a way of escape out of it for you. That is settled. Can I have an amen? But if your eyes are shut, you may sleep the sleep of death. That is why you must pray. Enlighten my eyes. Open my eyes. That I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. The psalmist said in Psalm 119. Open my eyes. Verse 105. That I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Hallelujah. Then the last two verses, verses 4, verses 5 and 6, verses 5 and 6, talks of the delight of answered prayers. So we see the lamentations out of his desolation in verses 1 and 2. How long shall this continue? Then we see the supplication, his prayers, and then we see the delights of answered prayers. The certainty of answered prayers. It says, but, irrespective of the desolation, but I have what? Trusted in your mercy. In whom are you trusting? Are you trusting in obedience? Or you are trusting in articulated? Or you are trusting in men? Or INEC? In whom is your trust? Trusting eye neck to give us very good, clean results. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Even the best of men are still men. Can I have an amen? The very best of men, they are still men. Let God look away from them, hide his face from them for a second, and you'll be shocked what can come out of man. Man that is the best of men today, that is so humble, so gentle, so kind. Let God look away from him, and that man will become a beast and a monster. It's the mercy of God that keeps us. Can I have an amen? amen. It says, But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I have trusted in your mercy. In whom are you trusting? In times like this, where's your trust? Where's your hope? Whom are you looking up to for salvation? My heart shall rejoice in your salvation and I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Is this before the fact or after the fact? Your confidence must be in God and in not men, not in men. Can I have an amen? In whom are you trusting? 
trusted in your mercy. It doesn't matter what may be happening to me. I have trusted in him and in his mercy. I know he's a faithful God. He can't deny himself. Even when I deny myself, deny the situation and circumstances, God is faithful. He cannot deny himself. So I have put my trust in his mercy. Don't he slay me. Yes! Brother Job said I will trust in him. He says, don't he slay me. I'm going to trust in him. In whom are you trusting? I've trusted in his mercy and my heart shall rejoice in your salvation. And I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Hallelujah. As they carry my matter for your head. That is what I'm trusting because I know he has never left me alone. I know he's carrying me on his shoulders. I know, I know, I'm certain, I'm assured. I know that is the one that is guiding me, holding me by his right hand of righteousness and saying, this is the way, walk in it. And therefore I'm trusting in his mercy. Hallelujah. So it's a settled matter. Hallelujah. So what does it mean for God to hide his face from us? What does it mean? For God to hide his face from us in the scriptures. This phrase simply means the withholding of practical help and being left in a vulnerable spot and situation. For God to hide his face from us, when you see that in the scriptures, it means the withholding of the practical help of God and being left in a vulnerable spot and situation. And God withholds his help from us. That's what it means to hide his face from us. <clears throat> Glory to God. By good context, so that we understand this matter, I would like us to start from Exodus chapter 1. You know all the exploits of Joseph in Egypt in Genesis. How God raised Joseph from the prison to deliver Israel from the famine, Egypt from the famine that came upon the entire world during his time. And how God used him to preserve his people, Israel. Remember when his brothers were lamenting that, hey, yeah, we are sorry, we sold you into slave trade. He said, no, God sent me ahead of you to preserve a posterity. Many of you are saved today because God knows that this season is going to come and you are the only one that can encourage your family. Can I have an amen? amen. That's why God has saved you. He knew a time will come in our nation like this. When your family will need encouragement. Where those around you will need encouragement. And that is why he has gone ahead to save you so that you can be a source of encouragement. Can I have an amen? amen? Joseph said, there's nothing to panic. Don't worry yourself. Don't blame yourself. Don't kill yourself. If you hadn't done it, maybe I may not be here. Shout hallelujah. Since God sent me ahead of you to preserve a posterity. Let me look at your neighbor and say, don't complain where you are. That situation you are in now, don't complain about it. God knows. He knows about that situation. Hallelujah. 
He has made a way of escape. And I pray that he will open your eyes. I, th- I pray that the Lord will open your eyes. In the name of Jesus. So Joseph encouraged his brethren. Therefore, don't be grieved or angry with yourselves. Because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life and posterity. He encouraged his brethren. But you know what happened after many years? Israel grew. They multiplied. And then suddenly, a, Joseph, a pharaoh arose who does not know Joseph. Let's quickly go to Exodus chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Very quickly, this is foundational. Because we need to know and understand when God, when we read, why are you hiding your face from me? The psalmist said, you hid your face from me and I was dismayed. What does it mean? Exodus chapter 1. Hallelujah. Okay, jump to verse 7 because of a precious time. But the children of Israel were fruitful. They increased abundantly. They multiplied. They grew exceedingly mighty. Look at that. Look at those adjectives. They were fruitful. They increased abundantly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. Hallelujah. Those words excite you. Because I don't know about you. Each, each of them is a source of study. That they became fruitful. May you become fruitful. In this same Nigeria, I say you will be fruitful. You will increase abundantly. You will multiply. And you will grow exceedingly mighty. In the name of Jesus. They were in a strange land. Egypt. And see what was happening to them. Verse number 8. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we are. Hallelujah. They had overgrown the inhabitants, the Egyptians. Since they are more than us and they are mightier than we. Let's read on. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them. Lest they multiply. And it happened that in the event of war, they also join our enemies and fight against us. And so go up out of the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their bodies. And they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Pitom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, what happened? The more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. So what happened? The Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. Hallelujah. Verse 14. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. And all their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. 
Give me verses 12 to 14 in the ESV, English Standard Version. Hallelujah. They made these guys to build storage cities, Peter and Ramses. Somebody thinks he's punishing you, but he's only teaching you. He's causing your hand to become strong. Shout hallelujah. All the sufferings and the pains which Israel went through in Egypt. Egypt was the first civilization in the entire world. They are the first world of its time. The granite pyramids of Egypt or the pyramids of Egypt are still there till today. Can I have an amen? They were the superpower of the world of their time. That was where Israel learned all the technology that has made Israel the superpower of the world today. Can I have an amen? amen. Somebody say, well, America is the superpower. Go and check out those behind it. It's Israel. American Jews. But they learned all the technology from where? From Egypt. Because they were going through suffering. They made them to build cities. They made them to, to build a house without giving them straw. They will not give them raw materials. So these guys had to think. Look inwards. What shall we do? They want us to build these cities. There is no mortar. There is no brick. And yet they want us to build. So they were forced to think in their afflictions. And they reproduced those technologies that built Egypt. Shout hallelujah. And when it was time for them to go, you can't take what a man has. You cannot take knowledge away from any man. You can take their houses. You can take their cars. When they get to the promised land, they will build new houses. They will build better houses. They will build better cars. Shout hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what you are going through now. You are living with somebody. They are punishing you. They are making you to serve. You are the only one walking. You are the one washing the children's clothes. You are the one doing this and you are complaining. You are a fool. You are undergoing a school that you will never be able to undergo in your parents' house. You are learning lessons of life that the opportunity should be cherished and handled with care and with wisdom. Because they are giving you life opportunity to train you which you will never get with your parents. Your parents will pamper you. They will say, okay, but your, in, your in-laws or whoever you are living with, your brother's wife or your brother, they will not spare you. But they are giving you life lessons. Shout hallelujah. The more they were oppressed, please listen attentively, the more they multiplied and the more they spread abroad. The more they were oppressed. Glory to God. They looked for better ways of survival. Sickness will go far when you are under oppression. There are persons where they pamper and they fall sick every time. Can I have an amen? amen. You know, say if you fall sick, who will, who will look your side? Before you know it, your immune system will adjust. Shout hallelujah. The more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied, and the more they spread abroad. And the Egyptians were in dread of the people of Israel. So they ruthlessly made the people of Israel work as what? 13. As slaves. Give us 13, please. They made them work as slaves. And then verse 14. And they made their lives bitter. With what? Have you ever been in such a situation? Where you are walking like this and you are, you are so bitter. 
you are just regretting. If I'm in my father's house, this can never happen to me. If I'm in my mother's house, this can never happen to me. They made their lives bitter with hard surface, in mortar and brick, and in all kinds of work in the field. And in all their work, they ruthlessly made them work as what? Slaves. Glory to God. Listen, folks, no matter the level of oppression, wherever you may be, wherever you may be serving, God will cause you to be fruitful. I said the Lord will cause you to be fruitful in that land. As Israel prospered and progressed despite the ruthless oppression, so may it be unto you. In the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. May you multiply and grow exceedingly. In the name of Jesus. And listen to this. When men make your life bitter with hard service, may God convert it and make it better with blessings. Somebody didn't hear me. I said, when men make your life bitter with hard service, may God convert it such that he will convert that bitterness to better with blessings. In the name of Jesus. When men make your life bitter, may you become better with the blessings of God. I said, may you become better with the blessings of God. That was what happened to Israel. Egyptians made their lives bitter with hard service, but they became better off at the end. They became better off at the end. They became better off at the end. Glory to God. Now, the Pharaoh at that time, not satisfied, he decreed that, because look, he was saying, look, let's oppress them. The more you oppress them, they were getting better. He was not satisfied. You know what he did? He said, you know what? Anybody, any son that is born to the Israelites, kill them. He instructed all the nursing homes, all the Hebrew nurses, kill any Hebrew that is a son. And see that, yeah, when you serve. So he said to the Hebrew midwives, the king of Egypt, one of whom was named Shifra and the other poor. When you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the back stool, if it is a son, you shall do what? Kill him. If it is a daughter, she shall. <laughs> Glory to God. But those maids or those midwives, they feared God. And they couldn't get to do it. So they were sparing those children. And when Pharaoh had it, he became crossed with them. He said, okay. We said, look, we can't allow their blood, the blood of these children to be on our hands. And I said, okay, if that's the case, don't kill them again. But what should we do? Any son that is born, throw them into the Nile. And it was at that time that Moses was born. Leads you to chapter 2. Moses was born. And then, fearing the king's decree, what did the parents do? They put him in a basket and allowed, threw him into the Nile. And the boy began to float. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to verse 23 because of our time. Exodus 2, verse 23 to 25. So now it happened during those many days, the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery. And they did what? Cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. Give it to me in the New King James. They cried out to God. Hallelujah. NKJV. It happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died 
And the children of Israel, they groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. 24. So God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. May God hear your groanings. May he hear the groanings of your heart in the name of Jesus. May the Lord hear the groanings of Nigerians in the name of Jesus. So when he heard their groanings, he remembered his covenant and he looked upon the children of Israel. And God did what? Acknowledged them. Hallelujah. He looked upon the children of Israel. He set his face upon them. He looked on them. Jump to chapter 3. Let's read verses 7 to 10. What does it mean when God hides his face? So here we see him looking upon the children of Israel. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So what have I done? Because he has seen their oppression, I have come down. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children has come to me. I have also what? Seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. Quickly go with me to Acts chapter 7. To drive home the same point. Acts 7 verse 34. What does it mean for God to hide his face? Let's look at what it means for him to behold his people. Surely, I have seen the oppression of my people who are where? In Egypt. And I have heard their groaning. I have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. Whose testimony was this? This was the testimony of, of who? Stephen. Thank you. This was the testimony of Stephen, the Messiah. He was recounting what has happened. When they began to, afterwards they began to stone him. This man is a blasphemer. But he was recounting the same thing. My emphasis is, he said, God said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people. I have heard their groaning and I have come down to deliver them. Shout hallelujah. Let's look at another example before we begin to conclude. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 23 to 25. You know the story of Elizabeth and Zacharias, the parents of John the Baptist. And how for many years they were faithful in the house of the Lord, but yet they had no child. And during the time that it was the time for Zacharias to go perform his duties in the temple, an angel of God appeared to him. And of course the rest, as they say, is history. So it was, as soon as the days of my husband's service was completed, 
that he departed to his own house. Now, after those days, his wife, Elizabeth, conceived. And she hid herself five months. Can I have an amen? Can I have a big amen? You are pregnant and everybody knows you are pregnant from day one. You cannot walk again. Honey, help me with my bag. Hallelujah. Do that for honey in your house, but don't do that outside. Be wise. Elizabeth hid herself for how many months? Let the thing stand that way where. Make the thing dead there so that it's irreversible. Shout hallelujah. Something from day one. Ah, I'm not seeing my message. <laughs> I can't see it again. And you start broadcasting to everybody. And before you know it, bad mouth enter. And they chop the thing off. You start complaining. Can I have an amen? That is wisdom. Say wisdom. Let me look at your neighbor. Say wisdom. Be wise. Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself for how many months? Five months. Saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he did what? When he looked on me to take away my reproach among my people. May the Lord look on you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. In the name of Jesus. So whenever God looks down on his people, something takes place and action emanates. He comes down to deliver. He moves to do something about it. Hallelujah. Whenever God looks down upon his people, he sees or sees his people, number one, he acknowledges their oppression, their afflictions. He acknowledges their oppression or afflictions whenever God looks down upon his people. Number two, he moves into action to deliver them and take away their reproach and offer a practical help. And number three, he releases his favor upon his people. So whenever God looks down upon his people, or sees his people, he acknowledges their oppression, their afflictions. Number two, he moves into action to deliver them and take away their reproach and offer a practical helping hand. Number three, he releases his favor upon his people. Psalm 30 verse 7. Psalm 30 verse 7. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. Glory to God. So whenever God looks down upon his people, three things takes place. He acknowledges their sufferings, their oppressions and afflictions. Number two, he moves into action to deliver them and take away their reproach, offering a practical helping hand. And number three, he releases his favor upon his people. Hallelujah. But what happens whenever he hides his face from his people? We have used what happens when he looks upon his people to explain to you that because the opposite is hiding his face. Can I have an amen? When God is looking at you, we are saying we have compassion on you. We hear you. He will, you know, notice your afflictions and what you are going through. And then he will move into your situation to offer a helping hand. And then he will release his favor. What happens when the opposite is the case? Whenever God hides his face from his people, Gross darkness falls upon the people. Trouble comes upon them. They are dismayed and they are afraid. And help 
Number two is far from them. Whenever God hides his face from his people, darkness falls upon the people, trouble comes. They are dismayed and they become afraid. Secondly, help is far from them. Glory to God. Help is far from them. May help not be far from you. In the name of Jesus. Write down Psalm 89. Psalm 89, verses 38 to 46. And then Psalm 44. Psalm 44, verses 1 to 26. These two Psalms are parallel, but let's look at one of them to illustrate what happens when God hides his face from his people. Glory to God. Psalm 44 from verse 1. Again, Psalm 44 is divided. You can divide it into three. The first section is the glorious past between verses 1 and 8. Talking about the glorious past. Then the second part is the disastrous present. Verses 9 to 16. And then the third part is the oh Lord why part. Lord why is this happening? Verses 17 to 26. So let's quickly go through this psalm. To illustrate what happens. When God hides his face from his people. And before we pray. From verse 1. We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the deeds that you did in their days, in the days of old. What are those things? You drove out the nations with your hand, but then you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out. For they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them. Who was the one who saved them? It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your covenants because you favored them. May the Lord favor you. May he cause the face of his countenance to shine upon you in the name of Jesus. It was not them. It was God that was at work. May God be at work in you to help you to overcome your enemies, to overcome the present famine, to overcome the present challenges in the name of Jesus. Verse 4. You are my king, O God. Command victories for Jacob. Through you, we will push down our enemies. I thought I would have an amen. amen. Through your name, we will trample those who rise up against us. Amen. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hated us. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. May everyone who stands in hate against you be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. Verse number 8. In God we boast all day long. Don't be like the foolish man that boasts in his own strength. Goliath. Be like David who makes his boast in the Lord. Says in God we boast all day long. And praise your name forever. Selah. Verse 9. Now this is the disastrous present. And this is what happens. Go with me to verse 24. Verse 23 and 24. 
This is describing what happens when God hides his face from his people. Awake! Why do you sleep, O Lord? Arise! Do not cast us off forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression? Hallelujah. Go back to verse 9. I wanted to show you because we want to describe this is what happens when God hides his face from his people. But you have cast us off and put us to shame. You do not go out with our armies. When God hides his face, remember the toll of the glorious past. How God was the one at work in the lives of their parents. He was helping them to drive out their enemies. He was the one planting them. He was the one helping them. He was saving them, not by their sword, but by his mighty hand. His favor was upon them because he looked upon them in their afflictions. But when God hides his face from his people, the exact opposite happens. You have cast us off and have put us to shame. And you do not go down, go out with our armies. You make us turn back from the enemy. And those who hate us have taken spoil for themselves. You have given us like sheep intended for food and have scattered us among the nations. You sell them, your people, for next to nothing. And you are not enriched by selling them. In other words, just sell them for nothing because it doesn't need the money. Next verse. You make them a reproach to their neighbors, a scorn and a derision to all around them. You made them a byword among the nations, a shaking of the head among the peoples. They look at them and they say, hey, yeah, these people's God has forgotten them. Why? Because he has hidden his face from them. My dis- their dishonor is continually before them. Not me. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Not me. Their dishonor is continually before them and the shame of their face has covered them. Because of the voice of him who reproaches and reviles, because of the enemy and the avenger, all this has come upon them. And then they then began to make a point, we have not forgotten you, nor have we dealt falsely with your covenants. Their heart has not turned back, nor have steps departed from your way, but you have severely broken us in the place of jackals and covered us with the shadow of death. They became a shadow of themselves. For if they had forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to foreign God, would God not search this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. And yet for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Hallelujah. Can you make a sense of what has happened? All this was now calling upon God. Awake, O Lord! Arise! Don't cast us off forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and oppression? Look at the woes that happens when God hides his face from his people. He gives them as food to their enemies. Their enemies begin to prosper out of them. They cry. Nobody is ready to hear them. God sells them to their enemies for next to nothing. And pains, undue pains, and various calamities begin to happen when God hides his face from his people. Glory to God. Give me Romans chapter 8, verse 36 to 39. And then we are going to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 44, verse 22. It says, we are like sheep that is slated for the slaughter. We are killed all day long. 
This was what Apostle Paul captured in Romans chapter 8, verse 36. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Next verse. Look at the summary. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Can I have a bigger amen? Amen. Next verse, we are going to 39. For I am persuaded that what? Neither death, because that's what we are going through. Nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Can do what? Verse 39. No height, no depth, no any other thing created shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can I have an amen? Are the things happening able to separate you? But we have seen what happens when God hides his face from his people. We'll be like sheep that is slated for slaughter. Glory to God. This morning we are going to pray. Let's rise up on our feet. Four prayer points. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please go to Psalm 30. Let me show you the connection. Psalm 30. Give me verse 7. Read to verse 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 30. Lord, by your favor you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face and I was troubled. And what was the antidote? Verse 8. I cried to you, O Lord. The antidote for God's hiding his face from us is prayers. We saw it in Psalm 13. We've seen it in Psalm 30, which is our text. And then, of course, we have seen it in Psalm 44. Hallelujah. I cried to you, O Lord, to the Lord. I made my supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Verse 10. Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my helper. Hallelujah. The first prayer point this morning, people of God, we are going to pray that the Lord will have mercy on you. And say, Lord, say after me, Lord, have mercy on me. Do not cast me off forever. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon my family. Don't cast me off forever. Lord, how long? How long? How long? We are crying. Don't cast us off forever. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon my family. Have mercy upon Nigeria. Have mercy upon our nation. Have mercy, Lord. Don't cast us off forever. Let this be our season of breakthrough. He said it's our year of turnaround. Don't cast us off forever, Lord. Lift your voice and call upon God. Don't cast me off forever, Lord. You know the situation you are going through. Yes, Lord. Lord, have mercy on me. Don't cast me off forever. Don't cast my family off forever. Lord, you know what we are going through. Don't cast our nation off forever. This is our year of turnaround. This is our year of turnaround. Zendarabasaprakoshekatoriababa. I cannot feel you. I want you to pray. This is a life destiny changing prayer. Lord, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me, Lord. Have mercy upon my children. Have mercy upon my family. 
Have mercy upon our nation. Have mercy upon our businesses. Have mercy upon our family, Lord. Don't cast us out forever. In the name of Jesus. Zenda Raboso Paria Pako Shekata. Kele Reboboso Braka Pazeta. Leriama Sanda Raba Shekata. Leriaposo Parababa Sekato. Oh, Masem Braka Pasekatoria Bashekata. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. Number two, say after me, Lord, do not hide your face from me. Do not hide your face from me. Lift your voice and pray, Lord, don't hide your face from me. I don't know whether any of those phenomena is happening in your life. Reject them and say, Lord, I'm tired. I come to you in humility of heart. Don't hide your face from me. Look down upon me. Don't hide your face upon me, Lord. Don't hide your face from me, O Lord. Don't hide your face from me, O Lord. I make a demand on you. I come in humility of heart. Don't hide your face from me, O Lord. Don't hide your face from me, O Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Number three, say after me, Awake, O Lord, and arise. Arise for my help. Lord, arise for my help. Arise for my help. Awake, O Lord, and arise for my help. Arise for my help, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, arise for my help. In the name of Jesus, Lord, arise for my help. In the name of Jesus, reke Arise for my help, O Lord. Arise for my help. Arise for my help. Arise and let all the enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, and arise for my help. Let all the enemies be scattered. Let all my enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, on my behalf. Arise on behalf of my family. Arise on behalf of our nation, Nigeria. Arise on behalf, O God, of your church. Arise, O Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Last but not the least, you are going to say, Lord, redeem me for your mercy's sake. Redeem us for your mercy's sake. Redeem our nation for your mercy's sake. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, redeem us for your mercy's sake. Redeem us for your mercy's sake, O Lord. Redeem us for your mercy's sake. Redeem us for your mercy's sake. Redeem us, O Lord, because of your mercies. Not because we are smart. Not because we are holy. Not because we are righteous. But for your mercy's sake. Redeem us, O God. Redeem our nation. Redeem our families. Redeem our nation. Redeem our businesses. Redeem us, O oh Lord, for your mercy's sake. Redeem us. Redeem our families. 
Redeem our families. Redeem our children. Redeem, oh God, our spouses. Redeem our families, oh God, for your mercy's sake. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In Jesus' name, we pray. Arise, O Lord, and do not cast us forever. Arise for our help and redeem us for your mercy's sake. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God say, Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, you have the golden opportunity this morning to say yes to him. You want him to arise on your behalf. You want him to arise and redeem you for his mercy's sake. Yes, he's ready to, but you must be known by him. If you are here this morning, you are not yet born again. You have not accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Please raise up your right hand to God. I would love to pray with you. What a privilege I have to be able to pray with you this morning. Or you are already born again but not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit. You are born again but not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit with initial vocal evidence of speaking with other tongues. Please raise up your right hand to God. Just raise it above your head wherever you are. Raise it above your head. If you are raising your hand, please step forward. I would love to pray with you. Just step forward. Step forward. Step forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Shall we all just wave our hands to the Lord and appreciate Him? Let's give Him praise. family and as a nation in Jesus mighty name let's celebrate God one more time hallelujah because nothing will separate us from the love of the Lord let's celebrate him one more time if you believe that word of the Lord hallelujah we have a more sure word of prophecy the word of the Lord that never fail the word of the Lord will not fail over your life over your family over your business, over all that surrounds you. And in our nation, the word of the Lord will not fail in Jesus' name. Celebrate God one more time. Are we tired of celebrating him? Hallelujah. He's the reason for all season, isn't it? Hallelujah. If not for God, I don't know where we will have been now. Hallelujah. 
Let's celebrate him one more time. He deserves all the praises. He deserves all the honor. He deserves all the glory. Hallelujah to the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. In that same attitude, I want us to package our offering doing our transfers right now. Our offering and our tie to honor the name of the Lord because God is always faithful to his word. He's always faithful to his people. He's always faithful at all times. Who we'll give us a minute or two. Let everyone just, you know, pick your phone. Hallelujah. And if perhaps you have cash, make sure it's the one that is not controversial. You know, you know, uh, give the cash that is acceptable. We don't want anything old because the Lord is doing new thing in our lives and in our nation. If you give old notes, we will discard it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless us because we know that we are obedient people. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for, the, for your presence in this place. We thank you because of your word that is mighty and powerful, that is able to redeem, to save, and to deliver us. Father, Lord, take all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, even as we come in obedience unto your word, O oh God, we are here this morning to present as part of our service our offering and our tithe unto you, Lord. Father, as we give, Lord, we will replenish the works of our hands in the mighty name of Jesus. You will cause the windows of heaven to be opened unto us in Jesus' name. When others are looking, are saying there is no way, Lord, we are going to say that you are faithful. Because we are going to make ways for us in different directions in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you bless us more than enough. Because you are the Lord that is our shepherd. And we will not lack in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, confirm your word over our lives, over the work of our hands, over our families in the name of Jesus. Increase the fruit of our righteousness, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we know that the devil is rebuked in our finances and in our lives in Jesus' name. And the church shouts a big shout hallelujah as we find this.
some of us are not, you know, digging it. Hallelujah. And this is the best place to dig it. Amen? Let us cultivate that habit to always dig it in the presence of God so that you know go and dig it in the wrong place. Praise the Lord. Please let's have our seats even as we welcome the technology company for the, for the announcement. Please listen carefully and be blessed as you listen. This is Precious People's Assembly for All Nations. Our vision is to be a God's kingdom-minded people, guided by His Word and His Spirit, living for the truth and helpers of destinies. Our mission is to raise sons and establish the kingdom of God in the marketplaces of life. We have a commitment to raising highly skilled, spirit-filled, innovative, world-class solution providers. Let's listen to the following announcements. Every Thursday from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. is our Bible study, Tag Hour of Discovery. It's always a different ambience, a more relaxed atmosphere, where we dig deep into God's Word for deeper insight. You can make your contributions, ask questions, and share your views. It is usually a glorious time you just can't afford to miss. Make it a date with God and destiny this Thursday by 5.30 p.m. Our Kingdom Life Celebration Services holds every Sunday from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. It's usually a glorious time in God's presence. This high time is not one in the day. Get on board and join the mission force. Join a company today. You can meet any of the pastors or leaders for proper guidance. God bless you. Our Bob Shuttle picks up movement every Sunday from Day Junction under bridge by 8.10 a.m. From Arab Junction by 8.15 a.m. NYSC Junction by 8.20 a.m. At 8.25 a.m. We move from the NMTC Junction. 8.30 a.m. from FSA Junction. 8.35 a.m. DC Junction. 8.45 a.m. Gorinka Junction. At the Impake Junction, we will move by 8.55 a.m. Please, for further information, call Brother Ebuka on 081-7880-3533 or Sister Lara on 081-6642-3503. My name is uh, Joseph Ogaga. Um, I'm from Kadokuchi. And then, uh, through a friend, I hear about the adult education. I said, to, because we have been discussed, I said, I want to further education because I stopped primary school early 1970s. And so, and then when I had the information, I now pick interest to join the adult education. The adult literacy education project of the Precious People's Assembly for this season, 2023, comes up on the 3rd of April, 2023. Admission is open for interested candidates. Tell your friends around, especially those who want to improve on their education. It is never too late to make it right. Level two will also be coming up this same April. Please, for those who attended the first level, are free to come join the second level. Get set, be prepared. It is going to be a glorious time. God bless you. There will be a medical outreach coming up this April. 
more details will be passed across to us in due course. Let your friends and neighborhood know it is going to be a free medical outreach. God bless you. The Kingdom Business School will be having a live training session right in this auditorium on the 1st of April, 2023. Team will be branding your business for assessing finance. This class is going to be a paid session. You will be required to pay a token of 2,500 Naira to be in attendance. Next Saturday, the 25th of March, 2023, is going to be our early morning prayer meeting. Let us come together and pray for our nation. That nation is going through a critical time and it requires our prayer. For the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. Let's come as we pray together to change the course of our nation. Thank you. I believe you have been blessed today. If so, why don't you make it a point of duty to invite someone for the next service? He who wins the soul is wise. Thank you and God bless you. Praise the Lord. Let's jam our hands together once again. I want to use this opportunity to welcome people that are invited coming to our service for the first time. If today is your first time of fellowship in Precious People Assembly for All Nation, can you please signify by raising your hand? If today is your first time, if today is your first time of fellowshipping with us, wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think we need to have a hard talk to one another because we are not doing what is expected of us. He said, he that wins his soul is wise. Are you a wise person? Ask your brother. Are you a wise person? If truly, truly you are a wise person, you will have invited somebody today. All that is required of us is to go ye into the world and preach the gospel. You can say, I don't know how to preach. You just invite them. That is what is expected of us. So please, I'm beseeching us by the mercies of God. Come next Sunday from Thursday. Let's go out there and invite our friends. Invite your neighbors. Invite your friends. Invite, even if you have an enemy, invite the person. And I can assure you, after leaving this place, that person will turn to be your friend. It's time for us to go all out there and let the message pass across to people. Don't let us be selfish. Let's go out there and invite others. And as we do this, the Lord will bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we rise up on our feet as we are bringing the service to an end? Hallelujah. I just remembered I'm to make an announcement. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, two quick announcements. Um, about two weeks ago, I spoke to us about our cooperative and the plans they have for Easter, especially our shareholders who have been members of the cooperative for a while. And uh, the incentive was you could join if you could save up to 100,000 before then, you'll be a beneficiary. Um, so please, I want to encourage you to please... Um, continue to uh, make your deposit 
can be sure that your money is safe without cooperative. Hallelujah. Um, a number of people who are not members of the church have been the beneficiaries. And uh, this is not good enough. The program is put together for you and I. And um, let's, let's benefit from it. And so we're going to declare the first dividend uh, by the 30th of March. <clears throat> Thursday, 30th of March is when they are declaring the dividends of uh, the cooperative. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. And I thought somebody would encourage me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, thank you very much. So please, to join the cooperative, you just need to obtain the form for 1,000 Naira, and then um, you will um, be enrolled, and then you can make a minimum deposit of 1,000 Naira. Is it per month or per week? Huh? Is it per month or per week? Per month. 1,000 naira per month. That's too small. Anyway, that's the minimum. I'm just saying. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's endeavor to do that. Uh, you can see Sister Rolake or Sister Ronke um, for obtaining the form if you want to enroll in a cooperative. Hallelujah. The second announcement is also very, very crucial. Um, we need I won't spare you you can stand I've been standing for almost one hour uh, so if you are looking at me keep looking let's all stand together hallelujah one of these days maybe I will go and do a special seat I'll be sitting to preach glory to God uh, you don't know what it is you are there seated and enjoying the message and I'm running up and down hallelujah glory to God um, the second announcement is very, very crucial. We need those of you who have a heart for evangelism. Um, you saw the service leader, Pastor Toyin, saying, ah, we need to do some work. Uh, you know something? Winning a soul is not an easy job. To get somebody to commit to Christ and give his life to Christ is the softer part of the assignment of retaining a soul. But to follow up that person afterwards is the biggest assignment. Because there are many things that are competing for his heart. The lifestyle he used to live. Praise God. Can I have an amen? I remembered as a young man when I gave my life to Christ. I had a girlfriend who was a copper and I was working and then by the time she came back, she went to Lagos from Quara State where I, was, where she, I served and she was now serving. And by the time she came back, I was born again. And this woman came to my house as usual. And then we were looking at her and said, I'm born again. She said, you, born again. I said, I'm born again. You, born, I said, I'm born again. Not born again, I'm born again. Hallelujah. And then she was in my room expecting that... Uh, Okay, we'll play as we used to play before. I said, ah, I'm born again. And she sat there all night. She didn't go. Actually, I didn't go. I didn't sleep. Because I didn't think I don't want anything to happen. Can I have an amen? Hello? You had us. You understand what I'm saying? And then, it's like, ah, which kind of human being be this? Don't be this same guy be this way with the jollof and all these things together. I'm born again. 
to follow up is the main issue. I said that story to say that there will be many competing demands. Your old friends, the things you used to do, the joints you used to go after work, the friends you used to hang out with, they will be competing for your soul. But you need, if there is no proper follow-up from the new community to say, hey brother, this was what they taught us in church today. Even if the person is not able to come to church, you take the church to the person and say, bro, let me post this thing to your phone so that you can listen to today's message. You know, this is what the Bible is saying. And begin to teach the person, this is how you read the Bible. This is how you do. The, the person has a tendency to go back. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's a lot of work. But God has that need amongst us. So we need volunteers. Those who genuinely know how to follow up or care for people. Who will train you on what to do. But we need those who will say, yes, I'm available. And I want to just, you know, help our team. We know the crop of you from November last year when we reignited our Philips company. Helped us to reignite our outreaches. Every month we have been going out. The second week of this month, March, we had 94 uh, people that we spoke to. I don't know how many of them gave their lives to Christ. But a handful of them gave their lives. The rest indicated that they want to be friends with us and they gave us their details. And to follow up these people is like having a newborn baby. You have a newborn child and just abandon that child. Won't that child die of hunger? What is the food of the spirit? It's the word of God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If that child, that new convert, does not see the word of God to feed on, he will die. I'm not saying physically, but his spirit, he will lose interest. So we need volunteers who will be able to say, yes, we are ready to help us you know, to be part of a volunteer team of a Philips company and will be helping us to visit Jenny. Who has a burden? I can conscript you and say, yeah, those of you know, but we want those who genuinely have the passion. And we have made up our mind that because you have to come to church to call them to what have you, we'll be making some allowances available, transport allowance. You know, times are tough. See, many of them, many of you or your friends are not able to come to church because of transport. We know things are tough. That's the reality. But it's in, times, it's in times like this, you know those who have made up their mind to work with God. In our own times, things were not this bad, but the money was not anywhere to be found. All my salary was being used for transport. Apart from right now, I, was, I had a young man that was living with me. Once I take out the money for food, there's a suit that I have, two of them. Inside the suit pocket is the bank. That is our bank. We go there and pick, go and buy foodstuffs for transport. The day it finishes, we will walk to church. Hallelujah. Times have changed, but God is still the same. Can I have an amen? So, but what I'm saying is we need volunteers. And like I said, we'll be ready to give you some stipends and allowances for transport so that you are not stranded in doing the job so it can be easier for you. Amen. Somebody says, well, I don't even know how to do it. We will train you. What we want is somebody whose heart is in it and is ready. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to make that call. I 
told you what we want, what God needs in this hour. If God is moving your heart, please let me see your hand where you are. You want to join this volunteer team and say, yes, I will create the time. Once a week, I will create the time. Once a week to make myself available so that I can be used of the Lord to reach out to souls. God bless you, brother. Please step forward. Let's put our hands together for him. Please, I'm waiting for you, brother. I'm waiting for you, sister. If God is moving your heart, please step forward. I would really love you to be part of what God is doing. Just once a week, you give us at least one hour. Once a week. At least one hour. That's all I need from you. One hour once a week. You say, yes, I'll make myself available for one hour a week. Let me see your hand. Yeah, God bless you. Please step forward. God bless you. 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 Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you plenty. Please celebrate them for me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please, women, don't fall my hand. Women were the first evangelists. They were the first to see Jesus after he resurrected. God bless you, brother. They were the first to see Jesus when Jesus resurrected. And they are talking empowerment. Now they're not going to talk. Don't worry. You know I love you to, to anything. I love you so much. Please don't fall my hand. I need a woman to join this team. Praise God. Anyway, don't be forced. Don't be cajoled. I'm not here to cajole you. I just want God to move your heart. I want God to move your heart. Don't feel pressured. Please, don't feel pressured. I don't want you to come out just because you want to satisfy pastor. No. This is a call. Let God move your heart. Do it as unto the Lord. I'll be so glad for you that you do it, but more importantly, you want to make God happy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much, every one of you, uh, for yielding this call of the Lord. Please celebrate them for me one more time. Hallelujah. Celebrate them for me one more time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father in heaven, thank you for your children who have volunteered to be part of this um, um, crew that will be reaching out to those you have been giving us since last year. Lord, empower them. Do not allow them to lack. What others are running after, let them begin to run after them. Let your favor begin to run after your children. Because they have yielded this call, meet them at the points of their need. Do for them what only you, the Almighty God, can do. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you so much. Let's celebrate them one more time. Sister Ronke, HOC, where are you? Please, okay, please. Uh, they will take down your name and details. Uh, please kindly release it to them. And the Lord bless you as you do in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Please just go back towards the back. Just go this way. Yeah, thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Shall we just wave our hands to the Lord and appreciate him? Father, we are grateful to you 
thank you for the privilege you have given us in the name of Jesus thank you we are grateful thank you for how you have spoken to us we are grateful thank you thank you thank you thank you for the hopes that you have rekindled in us thank you from desolation to delight thank you because you will arise and you rescue us by your mercy thank you for our expectations shall not be cut off thank you for the pleasant surprises you are pouring into our lives from this moment thank you thank you thank you thank you lord jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen and amen may we take our benediction together peace himself sanctify me true and true separate me from profane things make me pure and holy consecrated to god and may my spirit and soul and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ the messiah faithful is he who is calling me to himself and he is utterly trustworthy and he also will do it by fulfilling his call upon my life by hallowing and keeping me in jesus name amen and we have come to the end of yet another intriguing session of the ppa fan podcast thank you for joining us today we hope this message has touched your heart and inspired you to be a light in your marketplace. So, in order to stay connected and access more empowering content, kindly visit our website at ppfn.org. Now, always remember, you are a citizen of heaven and God's ambassador here on earth. May God's love and grace guide you in all your endeavors. Until next time, goodbye and God bless.